Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. Very good evening, Malcolm Blight and David Wordy. All thanks to Irrigear to save time and water. And how good's the weather? You're going to need all your water. Irrigation, Irrigear is here. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions. Brownlow's been run and won. Lockie Neal, dual Brownlow medalist, a fantastic count. Pontempelli, where he led momentarily. And Dacos, well, he, he was sitting like a, a bird out there on a perch, just waiting for people to overtake him. Great count. Um, well done to Lockie Neal and a man that's won a Brownlow medal is Malcolm Blight. Blighty, you would have watched it. What do you make of it? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, as you know, he's one of my favourite players. He Lockie is. Neal. Now, one of the things I want to talk about the Brownlow voting, David, the commentary after it just is... Oh, I've got something. I've got a little note here I'm going to read to you. Okay. The yearly witch hunt to discredit some umpires' votes in the Brownlow medal has become... A cherry-picking exercise. Selecting a handful of examples is a headline-grabbing look at the result. What about the games when a player probably should have got votes but didn't? Mm. Where's the balance? Do every game, for all these critical peanuts, do every game or not at all? And comparing coaches' votes to the Brownlow votes is impossible. Or media votes. Or media votes. I can tell you now, the tagger gets the coach's nod, not from the umpires. You've voted on games. I've voted on games. And quite often, I read what happens in the media and I disagree entirely with them. Just like I disagree, David, with the coaches' votes. Sometimes I watch games. You know, I watch so many games of footy and I do my little vote system. And the coaches' votes aren't anywhere near mine sometimes. So why why be critical of this? The players vote, don't even watch games and vote on players. We've been through that, the MVP. There's been awards on TV shows, radio shows, paper shows, all that sort of stuff. And most of the times they're slightly different anyhow. Yeah. Lockie, why? 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 Lockie why? Why? was a champion. And, yeah. and I think it was it was unfair. Like all the, all the um, dialogue has been about that game that he got three votes. Lockie himself said... There were games he thought he might have polled in and didn't get a vote. Exactly. And uh, Nick Dacos were the same. Bontempelli, um, uh, Petrarca, they all had games. Um, Butters missed out on quite a few votes. Um, the young fella perhaps picked up. Horn Francis picked up. But it's the umpires. Generally, they get it right. Yeah, I, I, and look, if it wasn't a 23-game season, this is the, the, the funny part, Marcus Bontempelli wins. For the first time in the history of our game, we've had that 23rd round, not 22. Bontempelli would have won it. And if Nick Dacos doesn't get injured, he wins it. And if Gary Ablett didn't pop his shoulder in 2011, Prittis wouldn't have won it, yeah. and he would have been a triple Brownlow. You know, there's 100 stories, 800 stories every year in the Brownlow and, and in voting. So for goodness sake, all those, I, I, I don't get it. You can't get it right all the time. I mean, you, you've got to make a judgment. They don't have... Their phones have been taken away from them, so they don't have the numbers. They've got to think what they just saw... And Lockie knew you do see him, whether he's getting the ball or not. He's in and under, isn't he? Tackling, he's, he's around the ball. And look, it's a fantastic winner. One of the um, papers yesterday actually put out that he'd win with 32 votes. Yeah. $13 he was, yeah. gamble responsibility. Imagine what you could be buying instead. But they actually got him within a vote. 
I think they got the first three right. That's an. I think it was the age or, or one of them. I'm not sure. Well, he was in my in my best lot last night. Yeah, I picked Petrarca. Oh yeah, so did I. I, mean, I picked others. Yeah, but I threw Lockie in because I know what he's like. And look, I, I thought he started the season off a bit slower than he normally does. But you know what? When you compare, sometimes David, you absolutely compare Lockie Newell's brilliant best to sometimes just his okay best. And that's still better than someone else oh, on is. the ground. So, I mean, get Gets off the tagged all the why time. Do they, why do they do that every year, these these doomsdayers? Leave the umpires vote. Gil McLaughlin, I know he's pretty keen on keeping it. And it's not because I've won one. It is their vote. It's been their vote for over 100 years. We've changed a lot of things. Let there be a media vote. Let there be this vote. Let there be a player's vote. Let there be a coach's yeah. vote. And we don't always agree. Well said. I, I got the feeling he's almost ready just to drink his glass of uh, water or a cup of tea and go home. He, he's got bigger fish to fry. He wants a grand final, doesn't he, this week? But, <laughs> yeah. hey, you know, it's, it's bad luck for Bond. As you said, it's bad luck for Dacos. Petrarca could have got votes in the last couple. Course, of yeah. Eric Goulden came yeah. with a wet sale. Oh, there was a great count. Oh, mate, Exciting. There's, yeah, there's a thousand stories. I, no, I already said that, haven't It's I? mainly the ones that have lost money on the Brownlow yeah, betting. Oh, hell, well, I don't bet on footy. Hey, Milo sent in a message. Oh, um, yeah. Lockie Neal is someone who has interviewed him regularly since he was playing on under-18s at Glenelg's demeanour, personality and nature has not changed with fame and notoriety. Even though often told he may be too small to advance when Yankees drive and consistent work ethic has reaped him these awards. He's one of your favourite players. Oh, mate, I told you, he, he is, I cannot believe, he is the closest thing I've seen to Gary Ablett Jr. in seeing what's around him in that left. He always handles left hand. And there's the coaches. They don't stand him no. on his left side. Yeah. I mean, it's really strange. I don't know why they don't do it. He's always got someone hanging off, off him, him too. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I thought it was a really good... Well done to Zach Butters. The umpires, once he got uh, talked about, he came in with a wet sail to Connor Rosie, wonderful player. Uh, for the Crows, Dawson and, and Laird, Laird, 20 yeah. votes each. And Walker, 16. Walker. 16 and that's about right, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, absolutely. So so they generally get it right. Uh, Caleb Sarong, Paul Well. Uh, Sinclair for St Kilda. So the good players yep. generally got votes. Now, can I just say, this, this is what surprised me. I put Lockie Neal, when we did our All-Australian yep. prediction, I put him on the bench as a sub. He wasn't All-Australian the then. first for a long while, no, I think. No, it's a first for a long time. But he should, he should be in there. He's, he's in the best. Mate. 24. Mate. You know, he's Brisbane's best player. See, that's what I'm saying. He's such a... He's set, you know what he's finished? He's finished... First, second, and third in the last three years. And now first. One. And first. Unbelievable. I mean, his record, that's, I, he is. I told you, he's been nearly... I think the Bonds had two top threes. We've got John. Hello, Johnny. Oh, hi, John. Hello, Wilts, Malcolm. Hey, hey listen, fellas. Um, you're right, you're right. Number nine, when you watch Brisbane, you see number nine floating around the place a lot. And um, just on... There's been no bad Prowlow medalists, I don't see. I think if you win a brown line medal, you could probably play a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Now, where did you play? What, what position did you play in 1978? Were you like roving or up forward, or where, where did you play predominantly? And then I want to ask, and I want to ask you a question about Ron Barbarassi. Um, actually, John, I was talking about this with David last night. I actually kicked 77 yeah. goals in 1978. Right, you played forward. Yeah, I think ruck I, roving a bit. Yeah, I played ruck rover forward. So. Right. I, I played every yeah. spot on the ground, but that particular year, Brass that came up to me hard. after the count and said, I didn't think yeah. you'd poll that many because I thought I played you too much in the forward <laughs> line. But, yeah. Yeah. Hey, 
just for, just on the run of Barber, actually, what was more, you knew him well, like, um, you were one of his great players and all around North Melbourne and whatever else, and, and Russell was there for a little while and Cornsy, of course. But um, what, what would you like to, what, like, um, I, was, I saw Mike Shannon on, on Fox Footy and I described it a little bit like a Paul Kelly cross danger field as a player, but he, he, he is arguably, you're one of the big names in footy, but He's arguably the biggest name in footy, to be totally honest, for generations. So, just your thoughts on Ryan Dale. Thanks, fellas. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I know he was. Uh, I've only seen footage of Brass. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a different style in those days. It was you know get it and kick it a bit rather than being a great kicker or a great handballer. But he was a competitive beast. Bloody like your thoughts here, David King, and I. Sure, many other media having pot shots at. Jason Horn Francis. He obviously made an impression on the umpires out on the ground with his presence and impact on games despite not having as many possessions like others. Not doubting he took votes off butters, but not his fault, nor should be scrutinised. You made the point, you notice him. He could get 15 and you notice him. You know that game? I, he burst away from the pack about 10 times. I, mean, I don't care how many... Any, hey, listen, anybody out there, possessions aren't everything in this game. It's what you do. I mean, we know we've got to get the ball. But 40... I've, David, I've watched games. You've watched a 1,000 games. Guys have had 40 and you don't you notice don't, them. Don't even notice them. No. But Horn Francis has got that wonderful power and speed, a bit like Dangerfield, and they burst away and you notice them. I want to play shortly a grab from um, Lockie Neal, but... Uh uh, the good oil, thanks to Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold-pressed in northern Victoria. We use it almost nightly now, Blighty. Yes. We're I've lucky got, enough fact, to be I've given a little bit. I've got some prawns, and she's made this beautiful salad with some Is that right? olive oil. And uh, SEN's AFL Grand Final Day partner is OMF. Big spring sale on now at Cobram Estate, premium Australia's extra virgin olive oil. Tune in. This is when the big broadcast starts, 12.30, Saturday on SEN. Uh, here's Lockie Neal on nearly not getting drafted. You were concerned you weren't going to be drafted. You went 58 in 2011 and you had to console yourself with Tim Lawrence, a great mate of yours, and your coach at Glenelg. What did he say to you when you weren't asked to draft camp? Yeah, Timmy, uh, he's a great man and a great mentor uh, for me. He told me uh, to control what you can control and don't worry about those external things like draft camp and, and things like that, which I didn't get invited to, and um, just tried to put my head down and, and play some good footy the back end of um, my draft year. But, yeah, it's even sitting on the couch watching the draft that year, Mum came up to me after about pick 40 or something and said, oh, there's, there's always the rookie draft. So um, she wasn't very confident either. <laughs> I've always said it is only ever a pick, and I'll say this. It's a for number. The, yeah, it's a number. Um, you know what? And the 18-year-old doesn't always become, you know, the, the immediate the immediate super player in any competition in any sport. I yeah. mean, it, it, some take longer than others. A lot of texts coming through, 0427154166. Come on, guys. Round 12, Collingwood thrash West Coast by 13 goals. Dom Shee gets three votes. She had 24 possessions. Nick Dacos, 39. Josh, 30. Yeah, look, no one's but, saying they don't get them wrong at times. And can but, I tell you something? I watched that game too. I thought Dom Shee played really well. He probably did. And you know what? And you know what? You know, counting stats drives me nuts. I'll tell you now, Nick Dacos that day ran around the back and they started feeding him. You know, getting those they little They do get a lot ones. of the one-twos. Yeah, they're the one-twos. I, I agree with that. Might just get Sam to play... Uh, Gil McLaughlin, uh, he was asked if the umpire should be given stats to help confirm their votes. I think it's a fair question. Um, 
or should you give them some baseline data to work with? I don't know. I reckon that that could be debated, but um, that'll be for others. The threshold issue is an umpire's vote. That is absolutely the right view, in my view, and, and it's created this mystique and this uncertainty. And if you <laughs> people want, I don't know what they want, but the Brownlow Medal is a huge night. Um, you know, it's, it's literally it's hard to get it's hard to get a ticket to that as it is to the. Yeah grand final and there's a reason why and the formula works and um, I think the debate like today is we'll all have we'll all have our views but it's part of it he's right the mystique there is a mystique it we is. don't know what's going to happen no no and that's right and one of the things is and I'll, I'll go back to when this happened I clearly remember when this happened and the great Greg Williams who won a, a dual brown medalist didn't get three votes one year and got 42 positions and this was the old 42 yeah. position you know so he, he must have he certainly should have got three votes well that's I actually did the voting previous to that game. He got three votes. I gave him none. Is that right? Right. Because he played very average but got three votes. Yeah, and Vir- virtually, I'm telling you now, David, an ordinary game for Greg Williams. But he got three votes by the umpire. So the whole thing reversed itself. Since then, yeah. there's been this criticism of it, which I don't get. You know what will happen tomorrow? Everyone will forget about it. The grand final will be on. And hopefully but I, I feel a bit sorry for Lockie. Like, he's almost have to apologise. He said like, he didn't think he could win it, but he still had a very good year. Of course. And he did say there were games when he thought he might have polled, he didn't. But to have headlines highlighting one round where he got three, oh. uh, dissect everyone else's Bondampellis, Petrakas, Dacos. Do the lot. Do it properly. How many games or don't are do there? Or oh, don't do it at all. Yeah. Do every well, game. 24 rounds by nine. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. a lot of games. It is. Unbelievable. Okay, you can have your say to 1300 736 736. What do you think of the, the Brownlow medal? Coming up the show, thanks to Lumo Energy SA. Switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo Energy today. We've got the Kia Top 7, True or False, Glenelg's Corey Lines, and also Lost in the Wash. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Welcome back. Malcolm Blight and David Woody, all thanks to Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. Now, um, we had a text, and we do like all the, all the, the texts. This has got Sam Fantasia coming in, our producer. Sam, someone not happy the text wasn't read out. I read out what I could, I must the, say. The, so the, the way the text machine, it's on the computer, it's the, this Robert's texting in, and the way it's formatting there, it's going down. line by line by line by line. So, you know, there's probably about 10 lines here, whereas if you just do it without, you know, clicking enter or something and going do down and, and it comes across, then we can read the entire text. So Robert's just text in, umpires, then on a different line, don't even get different line, score reviews, different line, correct. Yeah. There's four of the umpires, different line, on the ground, different line. Now, give me a break, all on separate lines for yeah. each sort of line of uh, the sentence. Text any time, Robert, we will take your calls. Uh, as we said, Kia Top 7, Blighty, what do you got for us? Yeah, here we go. This is a really interesting seven, which has got not very much of a theme tonight, David, which you'll be pleased about. <laughs> Number seven is Toby Green, got 20 votes in the Brownlow medal, All the All-Australian All captain. captain, and he finished 14th. He was the first non-full-time midfielder. midfielder. Yeah, he, he had a great year, I thought. was um, Some people, Blighty, saying he's, I mean, he's almost the best player in the comp. 
I know you had Jeremy Cameron there at one, but what he does and his value to that team, you can't replace him. He comes out of the giant side of it. Yeah, the... I know. I think there's a bloke in Brisbane that's pretty good. Lucky Neil. Uh, yeah. yeah. Number six in the Kia Top 7, Collingwood have lost their past six games versus Brisbane. Yeah, I saw that stat. I don't think they'll make it seven in a row, but um, Brisbane's effort at the MCG, not good either. I think lost 11 of the last 12 or something. So I've been on the Collingwood bandwagon. McStay and Adams, and we uh, Adams has been ruled out today. Uh, McStay is out, so they've got a couple of losses, but I think it's worth four or five goals at, to them over there. Okay. Glenelg won the premiership. They're number five. Now, the reason why they're number five... Max Proud? Yeah. yeah. Well, them, and retired today. today. He played well. Um, he's great intercept mark. I think he took 16 marks one game this year. Saw him live in the grand final. Thought he played well. He marshals the defence. And uh, good career. And as I said, they're very respect, respectful, uh, the Glenelg boys. So well done to Max Proud. Now, number four in the Kia Top 7 is... What number is Marcus Bonifelli? Four. Four. He's runner-up in the middle. <laughs> How's that? See, there is a theme. I didn't think there was a theme, but there is a theme. They're just cutting in blighty in the yeah. one-day game. WA playing South Australia. West Australia, 7-3-71. Big score in reply. The Redbacks won for 37 in the ninth over. Henry Hunt and Drew out there. Now, this is for no reason at all. Lockie Neal is number three because he won the Brownlow medal. He's won two, and he's been runner-up in another one. Yeah, unbelievable. Unbelievable in the last one, yeah. Number two, Brisbane finished second on the ladder, and they're in the grand final in the Kia Top 7. That's true. And number one in the top seven, thanks to Kia. This team has had a great year. They finished on top of the ladder and are in the grand final, the Collingwood Football Club. And deserve to win, I think. Well done, Blighty. Uh, Sam. We've got a text here. Malcolm Blight, what was it like coaching Adelaide to their first back-to-back premierships in 97? And how was it coaching Adelaide to the second one in 98? Uh, playing in premierships, did you learn anything from your time at North Melbourne? That's from Jason. And I reckon because we're up against it here, maybe we move true or false to, to tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, okay. As, as we get Blighty's thoughts. And yeah. who's true or false thanks to there? True or false is thanks to Polaris, Australia's number one side-by-side brand. Polaris plate clearance deals on now. Save $2,000 on the Ranger, 1,000 EPS, plus get $1,000 well worth done. of free And, of course, on this day, we haven't mentioned it, but in 1998... 94,431 people... The Mighty Crows! ...attended the grand final, which Adelaide defeated North Melbourne on this day. And the scores, David, I know you remember them. Well, I remember the score at half-time, 6-15 to 4-3. You're down by four goals. You kick 15-15 or something? No, 15-15. And they had an enormous amount of 21. 8-22. Yeah. Equal scoring shots. And we keep saying... Kicking for goal is one of the most important things in the game. So you go from four goals down. Mark Bickley spoke about last night. He said, break it down in increments. Just get two goals closer. In fact, at three-quarter time, you were level, weren't you? Yeah, but roughly. Uh, gee, you're playing it down a bit. Yeah, I know. Well, I, it, it, you know. It used to be all about you. It's never about you anymore. No, no, it's about you, David. All right. Catch every NFL game this season with a game pass only on DAZN. Visit nfldazn.com forward slash NFL. In a moment, we've got Young Gun from Glenelg. Corey Lyons up and he played a decent game, really did.
Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Malcolm Blight and David Rudy, time for Lost in the Watch, thanks to Toolkit Depot. They're a great company. They really are blighted. Yep. You can do your lawnmowers, service, anything. Got all the tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear. Go down and check it out. Toolkit Depot, everything you need under the one roof. Tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear. Wow, I Sports Day SA. Mm. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Yeah, bloody footy can be a cruel game and it's going to be interesting this week. We heard today Taylor Adams ruled out. Had a pretty good year too. Played his part. Dan McStay plays in the prelim and uh, played very well until he got hurt. He's gone. A lot of hard luck stories, aren't there? We're going to be speaking with uh, Corey Lyons, um, who arguably could have been the Jack Odie medalist in the grand final locally. His brother Jared was sub. Yeah. Now there's no guarantee, I suppose, whether he'll stay sub for the grand final. No, that's true too. And I, I mean, some others. Will Ashcroft, you know, polled really nicely in the middle last night, and he's going to miss because of that. He, he, he would have been. Oh, mate, he would have been a certainty. He's, he's probably going to miss. Payne could come back in. That means if he comes back in, Gardner, who is a hard luck him, story, is a really hard luck story. Nearly every year, David, there's there's hard luck stories, aren't there, in grand finals. Over the year, there's been some famous ones, and probably the one that it was amazing, Derek Kickett, the great Derek Played Kickett, every game. Played every game. Bar the, the grand, grand final. final. When Kevin Sheedy was coaching, they ended up winning the game, Essendon, uh, without Kickett, and it was, it, was, it was sad. Sad, but the coach made the call, and that's what you have to do. Well, some calls are, are tough. I remember you made a call on Tony Modra. Yeah. wasn't... Uh, prelim, but yeah. you made a call early and yeah. he never got to play in the grand final and and that was purely on form and not doing what he's told to do. Actually, can I just... Uh, this is what I was... I got, Dan Andrews, the Victorian Premier, yeah. is stepping, stepping down, down on Friday. Once you put yourself in the public profile, whether that be a sporting person or political or whatever, he had a great line today, which I actually wrote down in my book. You subject yourself to the judgment of others. It's not a bad line, that, David, is it? And that's what you do grand final time. as co- Someone in the end has to make the decision, do you play or don't you play? So you do. You subject yourself to criticism. And you've had some commentary about Ken Hinckley and maybe playing some players not quite right. Well, I remember last year, Sydney took a massive punt on Sam Reid and he yeah. broke down. He was just like a wounded horse as soon as he came out. Kenny Hickley played probably four guys underdone. And then he made the comment after, if I'd put fit players in, they would have still been worse than the injured four, which no, to me, no. it doesn't go well so I'm much not, for I'm, the I'm, four I'm, coming I don't buy in. that at all. That's what he said. Yeah, I know, I know what he said. He said, had we played the others, it would have been a worse result. No, I'll tell you what I didn't do, was ever play an unfit player. If they couldn't train on the major training session during the week, I've said this a few times, you're not playing. I don't yeah. care. I don't care who you are. So Collingwood have ruled out Adams very quickly, yes, haven't they? Yes, they have. Yes, on a they Tuesday have. night. Yeah. Haven't waited to the, the Friday. No, no. And I, look, good on them for doing that. I mean, you can play Dakes and Drakes, but I mean, gee, grand final week. What it, You want your blokes to be settled, know everything that's going on and organised. Well, the classic one too was um, um, Alistair Lynch oh, in the yeah. 04. Yeah. Went in underdone. I think he ripped the hamstring early and then started swinging, throwing, throwing punches. And also... Uh, 
that the other good, really good midfielder, I'll think of his name in a minute. But anyhow, they were underdone and unfit. And I picked Port Adelaide to win that grand final because, because of, of all, all that. I thought, hang on, that's three or four yeah. players. This is the great Lee Matthews. He's going to play Lappin, Nigel Lappin. Oh, I yes. Think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hang on, this is this is a grand final day. You're going to play some wounded blokes? No, never. Never got guilty of that. See, I think Carlton probably played a couple last week and ineffective in the second half, uh, Doherty and... And Akers, they both had bad they shoulders. shoulders. Yeah. They weren't seen second half. But, I mean, they played their part to get them there. But, oh, it's interesting. And selection, I've, I've seen it. North Adelaide made a few grand finals in the in the mid-'80s and saw players that have played most of the year. Stephen Trigg yeah. was one yep. at North. Yep. Got got dumped in the finals. And you never forget that. Um, Mike Armfield, another one, yeah, got I mean, dropped yeah. on. Oh, that's, that, that story's been told for 100 years. And you know what? As long as this great game goes on, it'll be told for another hundred. Didn't Brass drop one of your players because it started the rain? Yeah, and Phil said, Baker. Phil rest, Baker. Yeah, Phil Baker came out. We are playing a final out at Waverley, and he said, no, sorry, Snake, uh, it's too wet for you. You won't play here today. Amazing. I mean, it was... Oh, what, the player, what are the players thinking? Why? What? I mean, it took me by surprise. I mean, I hadn't seen that happen before, but guess what? It happened, and it happened often. You know, I mean, that's, that's the way it was done. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, you got to pick your best side that you think can win on the day, and that might mean breaking player A's heart. Yep. And and if you win, you. I mean, you. Yeah, you subject yourself to judgment of others, just like Mister yeah. Dan Andrews said today, leaving the office of Premier of Victoria. Yeah, I won't be sad to see him go, but I'm, I'm, I don't vote in Victoria. <laughs> that's for sure. But no, it's going to be interesting this weekend. We'll know the team Thursday, and um, hopefully, there's not too many changes in the no. guys that are played their part. See, it's great. Nick Dacos on the other side of it, he's come back. Yes. He's had time to get back, which I think is amazing. So interesting stuff. Okay, uh, shortly, we're going to speak with a young fella, Corey Lyons from Glenelg. Glenelg winning their sixth premiership on Sunday. Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Yeah, David Wilney, Malcolm Blythe for Tyrepag, big footy final sale is on now into the Vegas competition by four Toyo Open Country Tires. We're talking tyre power. Well, young man I thought was very close to winning the Jack Odie medal Ooh, very, on the very. weekend. He certainly got our votes. He was yeah. in the first three. His name's Corey Lyons. His second year at the Bay and he'd be pretty happy, I think, to, to get the premiership. Corey, congratulations. Uh, thanks, Will. Just, um, yeah, it's been a whirlwind sort of 72 hours now and um, yeah, certainly soaking it all up. Let's go back to the final because 2019 Glenelg lost one. You needed the good start and you got that, didn't you? The first, you come out all men blazing. I thought Gerloff was really good early, snookers always, and everyone played their part, including yourself. But I think to, to lead 3 3 or something to a couple of points at quarter time was a fantastic start. Uh, yeah, um, and that was a real focus for us because we knew we obviously had the leg given that um, you know we'd come off a, a week off and. Um, or a couple of weeks off during the final series, and they played seven games in a row. So we knew if we got a good start, um, you know, it'd be hard for them to, to go with us for the day. So, um, yeah, we put we put that in place, and, um, yeah, from there we, we didn't really look back. they got such a, a very dangerous start, though, aren't they? They like to play the contested game, a lot of tackling and that. But uh, I thought if you got your ball, the difference I noticed, Corey, the three big guys up forward, you look far more polished going forward. When they went forward, they... Just struggle to find someone to take a mark because your backs also played very well. Yeah, definitely. And and we felt like that they they had a real focus on the midfield battle, uh, which they spoke about all week. 
Um, but for us, we knew the weight of numbers through our midfield. Um, you know, as you said, Snooky, Colgirl, Matty Allen, Pardo, like, um, it was more a weight of numbers thing for us. Um, and we felt like if we got on top in that battle, then that would be, be a good way to go uh, to winning the game. Corey, first of all, congratulations on your year. In the Advertiser Sandful Team of the Year for the first time, which was terrific, and a few of your teammates. But it's been a bit of a journey, hasn't it? Growing up in Melbourne, you had a terrific run with Brisbane and now in Adelaide. How have you enjoyed that travelling and the differences in the States? Um, yeah, it's certainly been a, a learning curve uh, to, to play in some different leagues. Played a bit of Naples footy up, up in Queensland, which is very outside and, um, you know, the warm weather of Queensland. And then, um, you know, grew up playing in, in Victoria, which is a similar brand to, to what the sample plays in that. Uh, tougher contested sort of game and it took me a little bit to adjust when I came over here but um, no, I was able to um, find my feet this year and um, put together a, a, decent, a decent season and um, yeah, get the reward at the end of it which I'm stoked with. In grand finals, nothing like getting your hand on the Sharon early and you did that and it does settle you, doesn't it? Get a few touches and just feel better within yourself and uh, from then on, your game just was fabulous. Yeah, definitely. I've Pride myself on not fumbling the ball, and um, on a big day like Sunday, when the pressure's on, I think that's the difference in um, in grand finals. It's the side that's cleaner and takes their chances are generally the side that wins. So early on, to be able to get my hands on it and, and back myself in and, and make good decisions was um, was pleasing. In the second half, I, I sort of was playing on one leg a little bit, um, had a really bad cork in the halfway through the second quarter, but. Um, the adrenaline got me through, and um, yeah, but it's just yeah, it's been a bit of a whirlwind to be honest. The last the last couple of days, and I'm just I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> Good on you. With a corky too. Actually, you've done really well with that. So I can, can slow you down. Hey, Darren Reeves, first year coach. Obviously, you had a different coach last year. Have you got? Obviously, you've got on well with him. You won a flag with him now, but has he been a great teacher? Uh, he's been unbelievable, Reeves. Um, I probably haven't enjoyed playing football all that much the last um, four or five years. You know, being struggling in get a game at Brisbane, um, playing a lot of twos footy there, and just sort of lose the, the enjoyment. And Reva came to Glenelg in, in December or, or started in January this year, and uh, he just brought that um, enjoyment back to, to playing footy, and he, he focused on what you're good at. Um, you know, for a few years, I've always been told I was too slow or, um, you know, can't kick that far and all those sort of things that um, sort of bring you down. But Reva came in and he focused on all the things that we're good at um, and made sure that everyone was able to play to those strengths. And, and that just made the year uh, a lot of fun for everyone. I think everyone played um, their best footy um, because of that. Jeez, did they ever. Isn't that, isn't that a terrific... That's a great rap. Now... I've got to mention Jared. Uh, I spent some time at the Gold Coast Suns, obviously, with Jared when he was there, and he's a terrific young fella. He's also won the Liston Trophy in uh, in the VFL, so he's had a great season. I did a coaching, yeah. I did a coaching course with a, a number of players, and I thought Jared showed as much interest as any of the players. Have you talked to him about what he wants to do when he finishes playing at the moment? I, I'm really interested in what he does next. Yeah, I've, I have a little bit, and I'm I'm pretty keen to get him back to, to Glenelg because he obviously played um, here when he was on the Crows list. It was his his feeder club, and um, 
I'm pretty keen to get him back here to give me one year because we never really actually got to play together, even though we were on the list at Brisbane together for a couple of years. So um, I know he has an interest in coaching, and if um, if Glenelg will have him, then um, that could be a good transition for him. So I'll be push I'll be pushing for that, but hopefully to get one more year out of him playing wise. I know he's got one more year at Brisbane, um, and hopefully he goes beyond that. But if he doesn't, then I'm I'm pretty keen. To, to get a year in with him down here and hopefully uh, do what we did on Sunday together, which would be nice. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Now, someone who's not going to be there next year, Max Proud, the captain, has retired. It's a great way to go out, but uh, he'll be sorely missed. But but what a player he's been for the Glenelg Footy Club. Yeah, absolutely. Max, um, he just epitomises uh, what, what we're about. And he's, he's represented the club for, for a number of years. He came through the ranks when, when the club was you know, on its knees and, and he's seen the turnaround and to get that reward for him on the last day of the year was, was pretty special. Um, Maxo's just seen himself off to Europe as well, so he gave up um, a few weeks there while his partner Alice is over there and um, he wanted to really get the job done, win the flag for the club and, and now he can go off and uh, and celebrate over there and, um, you know, put his feet up because he's, yeah, he's done a lot of work for this city club. Interested in uh, Darren Reeves saying, play to your strength, not worry about your weakness. That's a, that's a fantastic saying. And uh, I noticed the Glenelg boys are so close. Um, it's, it's just incredible, Corey, how close you guys are. And also how respectful you were to Sturt after the game um, when Max spoke and Darren spoke. And, and same for Sturt towards you guys. There's obviously a intense rivalry on the field, but respect off because Battersby also, you know, and Matna paid tribute to you guys. Yeah, I think there's a mutual respect between, um, I think, all clubs in the sample, to be honest. The, the tradition all year um, to, for teams to come back and, and have a beer after the game in, in the, um, you know, the opposing team's change rooms, um, that sort of just builds a camaraderie and a mutual respect. And uh, we've had some, some good battles with, particularly, you know, in my two years, uh, we've always, it's always been a tough contest. Obviously, we got a hold of them a little bit in round nine, but outside of that, they got us done round one at Sturt, and we know how good of a footy side they are. Uh, so, you know, it was, um, there was always going to be one winner, and we were grateful that it was us, but, um, you know, you got to you got to show respect to the season that they've had, and, um, yeah, I'm sure we'll have a few more battles into the future. And uh, probably a few guys unlucky not to have made the side, the reserves winning always. Lucky Hosey missed the last flag, and for him to come back and kick six goals, and... When a lot of players were missing at, at the other end, and even in your side, Mr. Few, he gets a Jack Cody, well-deserved. But uh, it's a good story, isn't it, him coming back and finally getting the Premiership medallion? Absolutely. Hose is uh, he's a star. He's one of my one of my close mates um, since, I've, since I've come over. We've got along like our house on fire, so it was nice. Um, I was able to kick him a few as well, which, um, which was nice. And, and, and he was able to finish off. Off his work, which, as you said, was was probably the difference in the game. In the end, his his six in a in a relatively low scoring game was um was pretty impressive. And um yeah, he, he desperately wanted this one after missing out in um in nineteen. So um yeah, it was just good to get it done for him and and guys like Max and all all the guys that have been around here for a long time that, that deserve the success. Yeah, I would say he did play very well, didn't he? How are you enjoying Adelaide? I mean, you've obviously settled in now a couple of years and, you, I mean, you've, you've sorted yourself out, place to live, mates to knock around with? Yeah, definitely. Um, this footy club allowed um, that uh, Beanie and, and Hosey and Max to just been so welcoming and, 
we make friends straight away. I mean, you guys know what footy clubs are like. They're just so welcoming. It's a great place to go. Um, so I'm so lucky in that regard and made the transition pretty easy. And um, I work in finance with a, um, with a great team there that um, also sponsored the footy club and love coming on to that. They were there on Sunday supporting me as well. So um, and my partner, Eliza, has, um, you know, been a, um, you know, sort of a rock in um, my relationship. Um, and moving down here, she was a big part of that. Um, and her family here have, have been so welcoming. Um, so, yeah, they, to be honest, it's been quite seamless moving over and um, it definitely feels like home now. Premiership's so hard to come by. It doesn't automatically happen. But looking at your squad, I know you're losing Proud. You probably lose two or three others, but your reserves winning as well. It looks like the club's in good hands. And now you've got a taste of it, Corey. You want more. Absolutely. We, um, we had that discussion, you know, not long after the game. It was almost like... This is great, but we want to go again. So um, the, the squad that we have, the coaches that we've got, uh, we're blessed in that regard, and there's a lot of guys coming through. Um, the ranks that we probably haven't, um, well, that you guys probably haven't seen yet on the field, but we know they're going to be they're going to be superstars in the future. And um, you know, there might be some guys that get some AFL opportunities, but whoever's hanging around next year. Um, we're pretty keen to go again. Now, Blighty loves to kick a goal. He's kicked a couple of ones around 100 metres, so he tells me. But your goal at the southern end, oh, yeah. no one <laughs> no one looked like kicking a goal there. They all went right to left, but you nailed it. Um, must have timed that one beautifully. Uh, it's funny because on Friday night at um, Glenelg, when we were doing our captain's run, I had about 15 shots from the same pocket with a similar sort of breeze, and I missed all of them. So um, <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a good practice at it, but... Uh, it was one of those moments where when I got the free kick, I, I thought to myself, uh, I, I, t- I tend to pass the ball a fair bit, but I thought, you know what, <laughs> have I'll, a go. Uh, I'll have a thing for this one, I'll have a go. And um, yeah, it never looked like missing after the left of the which I was pretty stoked about. <laughs> I don't normally have that distance in me, so I think the adrenaline sort of took over. It was a great kick. Hey, now listen, 25, you're in the sweet spot of your career. Anything's possible from here. You're probably still going to play better footy in the next four or five, six years. Oh, well, that's a plan. Um, it's all about my training and pre-season and, and keeping myself as fit as possible. As I said before, I'm not blessed with physical attributes like um, you know some of the other guys. So I just need to make sure I'm, I'm sharp and, and put in the work over the off-season and come back fit and strong. And that was what I did at the start of this year compared probably to, to my first year in the sample, and that made a massive difference. In, Held me in good stead yeah. for the back end of the year to put a good, you know, grand final performance out there because, you know, all the work's done in November, December, January. Um, as you know, pre-season is tough, but you put the work in and, and you get the reward. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked to be here and I'll, I'll be hanging around at Canal for hopefully a few more years and a few more flags would be nice. You're very close, as I said, to getting the Jack Cody got our votes, but a fantastic game. Corey, one quick one. Your brother, Jared, was a sub... He's got a big game. Hopefully, stays as a sub over there in the the grand final. Are you going over? Uh, yeah, I'll go over. Um, I've got a couple of great mates um, from my time at Brisbane, um, so it'll be great to go over there and support them. And um, hopefully, Jared is uh, a part of the twenty-three. And oh, um, yeah, yeah it'd be a big week for the family if we're able to get two two flags in you know seven days. Yeah. So um, yeah, fingers crossed for them and. Um, I'm looking forward to getting over there. He just finds the ball. Hey, Corey, congratulations to you and all your teammates there on the bus. You, we know you had the West End function earlier today and uh, your game was brilliant. You'll be on cloud nine at the moment. Keep up the good work. Thanks.
Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Corey Lyons there. Played really well, Blondie. Oh, he's a good player. Um, Bryce did the voting on behalf of SEN, and he, we were sort of conferring. A, I said six goals, huh? Yeah. Six was the difference, wasn't it? Yeah. Because they had Snook, and they had Allen and Turner. and um, this, Corey would have got two. Yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah. Three. We were, Corey Lyons, too. Yeah. yeah. I think they're all, all good. Yeah. Really. Battersby yeah. was good for, yeah, he was. for Sturt, but he was very, very good. Corey Lyons, our guest there. And hopefully, you never know, he may get another chance. He so played he, with a cork thigh. Yeah, his, I know. He's only 25. Yeah. Okay, the leg up, Australia's fastest growing tipping service. Get a leg up on the bookies with Australia's uh, tipping service, thelegup.com.au. Now, we're looking at Rose Hill, Bloody. I yeah. know you when you bet and we uh, we uh, we gamble responsibly. Imagine what you could be buying instead. Oh, you, you're right on there. Now, Rose Hill race four, number eight, Snowman. Snowman. It's getting warmer weather, but Snowman. Snowman. Um, heavily supported last week, it's back in trip, and you could argue that he should have won the race, held up at a key stage, and just missed out. So, starting short of the market, then Riff Rocket then gets map favours. So they they reckon Snowman could be the the better the day at Rose Hill Race Ooh, Four, and he's going to enjoy the extra trip, and yeah. looks the one to beat. So I've just written it down. I might just have a dollar each way. As I said, we've got to gamble responsibly. Yeah. Uh, Beaumont Tiles giving away a trip for two to America's Footy's biggest game worth over seventy thousand dollars. Just shop in store at Beaumont's. Before November 12, and you with a chance, T's and C's apply. Hey, we had a very strong conversation at the top of the show, Re the Brownlow Medal. Yeah, I, as I said, I, I, it is what it, you know. It's got to stay with umpires. It, of course it does, and, it's, and it is what it is. It's got its little flaws. So's the coaches' votes, so's the players' votes, so's the media vote. Well, that's we what you all say. Have differences. We, we see people get three votes in the yeah. Herald Sun, or yeah. the coaches say, the coaches reckon he was that good. Yeah. Now, generally, they get it right. Of course. And mostly. And, and I heard Lockie Neal also say, look, he thought he played some better games, didn't get a vote. I've, so I've it swings and roundabouts. It is. And one of the most interesting things, the top six in the Brownlow medal were the top six in yeah. the coaches' votes. And, and, you know, slightly different and as we said, each had a story. Dacos plays Place, another uh, three games. Yeah. Um, what, what about 23 rounds? The first time ever, an extra round, Marcus Bontempelli wins it. If there's not the extra round. Unbelievable. Yeah. And Petrarca missed out on the couple of men. Me Eric Golden come over like yeah. Witzer. Every year, there is a story to be told. There's unlucky ones and there's a lucky one. Now, you've got an eye for talent. Jason Orn Francis, he poll votes perhaps when he wasn't the best player on the ground. But, but you mentioned his explosive oh, mate, out of that packs. Game, like, you can't help but see him. Yeah. And look, some, and I'll tell you what, David, 40 touches sometimes, I don't even see them because they're just no, you're dribbles. Right. You're they're right. dribbles. But someone getting 15 or 20 touches with breaking the game open and setting it up. And he kicks a goal. And, and, and yes. Takes a mark. Yeah. It is not all about disposals. What I was getting at in the next couple of years, do we perhaps look at a Jay Horn Francis for three votes and maybe winning it? Yeah. Because he'd be reasonable odds, I would think. But, yeah. But um, I think the Butters and the Rosie boys go all right. Yeah. Too. They cut each other's lunch a yeah. bit, didn't they? Yeah. Um, but that, hey, that's footy. They could have dropped. They could have tied the medal, as I mentioned. Oh, I thought about that last night. I thought about Malcolm <laughs> they, Blight. Didn't they poll well though? At one stage, they were tied on yeah, I think yeah. twenty-one votes, yeah. and Butters got the last seven. Yeah. But um, unbelievable! Look, I really enjoyed the count I for did people I. to knock it and say take it to the umpires. <laughs> that's the only only real effect the umpire has. They're out there on the on the ground with the players. We've loved it. Ah. Ever since Ch- it became the Charles and it, and Brownlow got, Medal. Yeah, and it's got nothing to do the fact that I was fortunate enough to win one. I just love the idea that the adjudicators on the day give the votes. On another note, my partner Gail's parents just have just gone into the Charles Brownlow retirement home 
in Geelong. In Geelong. Geelong. Oh, it's they? a beautiful complex yeah, too. Yeah, lovely. So you must have been very well thought of. Bloody good show as always. Just spoke with Corey Lyons. He is a star. You know, the thing that come out of that interview is he's, Darren Reeves said, concentrate on what you can, can do. do. Yeah. I think you said the same thing, not what you can't do. Yeah, occasionally you visit... You say 8 out of 10, you, yeah. you want 8 out of 10, don't you? Yeah, well, I mean, occasionally as a coach, you visit the stuff they've got to improve on. Yeah, but he'll be trying to improve on oh, that. Oh, yeah, of course. But if you haven't got jet speed, you can't really get no, become a no. Usain Bolt. You know what he said? Don't fumble. Yeah, he, so he prides he, himself it, on so, it. Yeah, if you don't fumble, practice your ball skills. Speed is only one asset of the 10. Yeah. I've been through that with you. Yeah, um, Jared, Jared, his brother, doesn't fumble either. No, he's good, good. He's been a good player. Lucky Neil doesn't fumble. The no. good players don't fumble. No. Mate, have a great night. Uh, grand final, what are we? Four or five sleeps away. Can't yeah. wait for it. And uh, we'll do it all again tomorrow between six and seven. Bye for now. Bye, David. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV, Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay.